Hello, hello, and welcome to Community Voices, a platform for the voices of the community recreation industry. Today, I have two amazing leaders from the YMCA of Metropolitan Dallas with me. We have Keith Vinson and Rodrigo Ross. Keith Vinson is the Vice President of Operations and Rodrigo Ross is the Vice President of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, which you guys probably already know that because um, they're everywhere, literally. <laughs> How are you all? Doing well. Good. Good. Doing well. It's so exciting to be here on this side of it. I right? know, right? It's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I was like, wow, um, I want to start doing this, this video interview series. So let me go directly to the pros who have been doing it for quite a while now. Um, so they can meet me. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Pros. Yes, pros. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And I wanted to start off by just kind of jumping in because we have been talking for quite a while, but you all are moderating the 2023 Community Rec Leadership Summit. Yes. 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 So honored and excited yeah. to have you. <laughs> He's so excited about this whole California thing. It is, it's going to be amazing just hearing the buzz already from CEOs around the country that are excited to be registering and to be attending. Makes me a little nervous. I know. Like <laughs> so we, got, uh, we got some of the top leaders throughout. Yeah. And not just on the wide side. Like it's one thing to do things in front of family, but there's the other side of, you know, bringing the cousins in. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's like oh, we ain't okay. seen each other in a while. Hey, how you doing? So uh, but we're ready. Uh, we appreciate the invitation to be able to do an honor. Absolutely. It's a huge honor. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to say for anybody who doesn't know already, um, so that event is happening March 1st through the 3rd. Again, that's 2023. Um, we're gathering in Carlsbad, California at the Omni La Costa uh, Spa mm -hmm. Resort. Um, we've been looking at photos. Our event coordinator uh, is going out there, I think, uh, October, I guess. So um, get some more details. We've been told that like the flowers there are beautiful, um, great view pretty close to the ocean, I believe. I was like, I've only been to California once, but it was Northern California. So I'm very excited hmm. to like dive a little Southern. What about you guys? <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I, I, I tell you all. what, you're close enough to the place that I just absolutely fell in love with, which is close to San Diego. And I, you know, I just been dying to get back there. I mean, the, the weather is going to be perfect. Uh, I mean, you know, of course we come in there for the learning and the education. I'm going to be able to facilitate a session uh, but when you throw in a little beach and you throw in a little sun, <laughs> yeah, that, that is, yeah, that 80, eighty-five degrees all the time. Oh, okay. Ooh. I mean, I guess I can find time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I think um, we're going to be in for a treat. Yes, uh, indeed. We're, we're, we're excited to just uh, just push a little bit um, because a, a lot of times we stay in our uh, same modes for so so long that we don't know how to look uh, a little bit different. And so yeah. uh, that's what we plan to bring is yeah. uh, a little push. A little push. I know when we like kind of announced it to the industry, I feel like, um, of course, I had like a lot of conversations about it beforehand. And a lot of people seem to be confused about like the... I don't want to call it like luxury, but we're not in a conference room. You know, there's like scenery. It's like a relaxing environment. Yeah. You get together and like the focus is on just like talking to other people and it's like a, in a casual, relaxing, but like fun environment. I was going right. to say, right. we kind of include activities. I don't know if you guys had noticed yet, we're slowly announcing some of the like group activities that we're doing mm -hmm. um, on the first night. We're doing the Iron Chef dessert competition. So, oh. first of all, I know that you guys are cupcake fans. So, so excited. Love yes, the so cupcakes. So, ready. Uh, now, are we going to be making the cupcakes and in, in, in dessert? Are we going to be making the desserts? I think so. Okay, well, I, I got a little like a, special like a one that I, I probably you know. would have if y'all needed some education on some dessert. I don't things. think he does. I just want to eat the desserts. I cook at home now. And so I'm okay with just being in the audience and eating the dessert. Not necessarily this dessert you're talking about, because I'm nervous. No, I got this one that's, uh, you got this graham cracker crust, right? Mm. And then you uh, get a little Jello, mix a little. Uh, I'm gonna stop cream. you right there. Uh, 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 uh. Jello and graham crackers, and and whipped cream in there, and then you put a little Cool Whip on on the. 
Man, it sounds now, like the things but, that you make in elementary school and after school well, I program. I, I, I tell you what, I bet you make, there's no I, baking involved. Hey, hey, I tell you what, this one right is one of those cool desserts. It ain't about it ain't about the baking. Oh, Sit that thing in the refrigerator overnight. Bring me one. Oh, I tell you what, now, bring me one. You keep, you keep waiting. You keep you keep on waiting. Bring, let me taste it before well, we get to. Uh, <laughs> when you talk about the atmosphere, though, it is um, it's going to be one of those ones that we'll be able to hopefully uh, have that creativity to to come come about. And so it's not in your sterile, you know, typical conference conference room, but you know, being able to be able to see that scenery right there and to be able to come up with different ideas uh, that you can take back home to be able to use. I think it's going to be excellent. Yes. And that, I mean, exactly leads me back to why we, like why I reached out to you both to co-moderate the event. Um, it's obvious, I think, to most people in the industry who know you, listen to your podcast, just the energy that you all bring to the room, through the speakers, however anybody's interacting with you. Um, I was like, wow they got to be there. They got to, like, we need them. Um, and so, you know, I kind of just wanted to ask you, where does this like energy and love for the community industry, like, where did that come from? Where did it originate for you all? Wow. Yeah. I, I would say mine goes back to uh, Dale's home, which is in Portsmouth, Virginia. Uh, so I grew up in the projects uh, in, in Portsmouth, Virginia. And I, what I did understand, I think I understood early uh, where I was living at, but also there was this enjoyment in this in this space mm -hmm. also, mm -hmm. uh, and always wanting to, to be better. And I, I tell people that when I uh, answer my call, which is to work with young people, I always try to give them probably uh, some things that I didn't I didn't have, and knowing that they're in that same that same type of space, um, so I probably overcompensate in, in some ways with young people. But it drives my passion to mm -hmm. be able to want to do what I do, and so to be able to elevate to position of you know where I am right now in the workspace, be able to hire people to continue on with that passion in, in multiple different directions, and just be able to have a platform now to be able to share different things, different views to make sure that the attention is given to young people that is in that space. For me, that's that's where the passion is. And um, that's what drives me. Yeah. Yeah. I very much the same. Had the same humble beginnings um, growing up in Brooklyn, um, where community is very important. You know, when you have parents who are working really hard every day, that extended family, that community becomes integral in in your development, good, bad, or indifferent, right? How, however that manifests. Right. And then knowing that there are so many young people who are experiencing the same lived experience, the trials and tribulations, and even some of the excitement that I experienced. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the podcast, um, I think our energy, it really is organic. Like literally the podcast started because we very rarely see eye to eye on something. And it would cause us to have very spirited exchanges yes. can i say it that way yes, spirited exchanges very, right uh in public as <laughs> in, well as in, you know <laughs> and someone um, told us that was like y'all should just probably record your arguments yeah and we were like okay <laughs> <laughs> that's literally how i was born in the pandemic kind of forced us to formalize it and be intentional and talk about the things that you know we were getting feedback from people were important and lean into our bravery and, right. and really kind of um, be intentional about not just have, because we can argue about all kinds of stuff all day. That's the easy part. <laughs> but putting it in a podcast yeah. format yeah. and giving people hopefully snackable content that they can take back and implement or helping them change their view or, um, you know, become aware of something. That's really for us, at least right. for me, that's right. where that privilege and that honor um, um, and that really humbling experience, that's where that happens. And I think also it allows people to be truthful. So mm. I, we we are truth tellers to one, to one another. Uh, our content that we come out with is that this is this is who we are and this is what we think, this is what we believe. Of course, yeah. it's our, our opinion. Uh, we're fortunate enough that we have uh, CEO and Kurt Hazelbaker that yeah. gives us opportunity to be able to do this without uh, knowing that he has to follow up on or approve every every podcast and the things that we say in the podcast are the same things that we would say we say in our senior team meeting yeah. so there's no 
when you get this one side, uh, you you come to us uh, doing a conference, you're going to get the same conversation. Uh, if you are that, uh, maybe we'll have program directors that have come to us and, you know, they're looking for some nuggets. And we're just like, well, what are you doing about it? Right. It's like, well, let's uh, have some uh, shared responsibility about it. Right. Stuff. Because yeah. it's not everybody else. Like, you got to put that mirror up to your face and, like, you got to own what you own. Mm. So we, you know, at the end of the day, our podcast, uh, I think we're, 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 you know, we say tackling topics and telling the truth. You know, we're truth tellers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. And, you know, going to your, your role as moderators, kind of leading our group through the discussions, I wanted to kind of run through those topics that we'll be discussing and how we kind of got there. Cause I know you all played a large role in that. Um, so at the, at the event, I have them listed out here. Um, so we're going through about five roundtable topics, um, which of course the first one, I love that added. Um, we came up with something plain and you guys made it sound funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, okay, reimagining revenue, show me the money. DEI, I feel so seen, which again, I love that, you know, it brings it out. Aiding in the youth mental health crisis, mindset matters, absolutely. Fundraising and capital projects, the people's choice, and the future of community rec, which is be like the Jetsons. Like the like Jetsons. Jetsons. That was the right there. He's been on this Jetsons. This is his theme this year, this whole Jetsons thing. I mean, because when you when you we've uh, going to what we're gonna talk about as moderators, we want to get people to think about that Jetson mindset and that the same person that created the Flintstones created the Jetsons in similar time periods. So for somebody to think about prehistoric time. And then somebody to think about at that time was, I believe it was 1963 that the Jetsons were created, to think about things that are happening today and then things that have not even happened yet. Like somebody has that type of mindset and it's like, can we get over our little barriers that we have that we're operating in to be able to think, not just outside the box, I'm talking about the future. You know, yeah. can, can people think that that big and be able to take that back and operate operationalize that for today. Yeah. And you know, the, the other, we always love, we spend, well, I spend <laughs> copious amounts of time I trying to spend a whole lot of money. That, that, oh, that, that's what you do. That's not even what the topic is about today. I don't spend a lot. Well, that's another podcast. I do. <laughs> but in terms of creating the titles, right? Because we really want to, if we're going to ask people to sit in an environment that is very different than what you're used to. And if we're going to ask you to lean into that skill set and those behaviors that are very different than what you may um, exhibit from day to day in your in your regular job, then we want to be able to give you some titles and set the stage for these workshops that are very different to give people this, this auditory, this ocular reminder that this is different, right? We're trying something new. Um, we're going to really lean in and tell the truth and and try to look at this from a different lens. So we had a great time um, taking the base, right, and the, the premise of what you all wanted to talk about and reimagining and coming up with these, these titles that we thought would be uh, hopefully, right, um, enough to really get people thinking like, huh, what's that about? I definitely want to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's exactly what I thought when we were coming up with the, those, you know, plain topics initially, and those just came from, you know, like surveying, like mm. people that I felt like I could lean into and ask and like, you know, what's bothering you right now? What do you want to know more about? Like, uh, what's, what's on your mind? So I felt really good about having some bases, which it's going to be like, you know, how, how many months now until we get there and who knows what else is going to come up and things are constantly evolving, but that's also, you know, We'll have that room to like flex in those conversations and um you know that's why i look forward to you all bringing all that together you guys know what's going on out there you're in it <laughs> every day yeah. <laughs> every day and the reality is those topics you're right those topics that um people are telling you they are absolutely happening every day we're talking about them in a number of different spaces and circles and with different networks and group and mm -hmm. on some levels it's creating fatigue right like when you talk about something so much you, you just feel like okay i've reached the end of my rope in terms of the conversation so putting a twist on it hopefully allows people to open up and think about it a different way and re-energizes the conversation the other thing is 
hopefully because we've spent so much time in the last two years really talking about those things, we don't have to start that conversation when we get together from the beginning. Everyone knows what the foundation is. Everyone knows what the level set is. Everyone recognizes, understands, and agrees that finances across our industry uh, post-pandemic are something that we have got to grapple with and get a handle on. So can we take it from there and begin to think about what are we going to do? We, we need to take it out of the exploratory phase, right? The conversation phase, um, the analysis paralysis phase. We're going to talk about it at that. Like at this point, right. we need to talk about exactly what we're going to do. So when we disperse from this lovely, lovely environment where I'm going to have all cute new outfits and <laughs> shoes for every day, you look judgy they can go back and begin to do the things right that sparked up in those roundtable conversations yeah you want to match outfits oh why would i want to match we should match i was told about the matching outfits i'm expecting them now Uh, no it is never (laughs) intentional that we it it never is it's always it's scary oh, oh no no. It's very scary. Yeah. No, sometimes we just happen to show up and it's like, like ooh, they look too close. I'll like, be back. Oh, Let me go back home. What's on. going on? We going to the floor? <laughs> what's really happening here? Like, why didn't you tell me you were going to wear yeah. that shirt? Uh. You know, the hope at the end of the day when we when we finish this is that people don't walk away with the same thing that they came in with. Yeah. Uh, we're not, you know, I'm sure you're not putting everybody in this beautiful environment such that they can come out and that, oh, yes, we're just going to go ahead and raise out $1.25 million for this project. They're going to say like that. We're going to ask, you know, the three donors that gave to us last time. You know, if if the pandemic didn't show us anything else, uh, we should take a look back to 2020 and see the different people that gave Mm. and the amount of money that they gave. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, you're, you know, you're, you're typical suspects. They gave, you know, to different things. But a lot of other people came on board and began to distribute money. I mean, we had a church uh, here in Dallas. They gave us $100,000. Right. Like, hey, we, we want to make sure that people have a place for their kids to be able to come uh, while the parents have, have to work. Mm-hmm. And this was totally unexpected. It wasn't any cultivation that, that was there. We've been friends, of course, uh, because they're in a particular service area. But it wasn't that we were courting them for, you know, $100,000 ask. That, um, and then you think about uh, Mackenzie Scott. And the money that she distributed across the country and, and you know, is still doing it. A lot of CEOs uh, made their career based on that one gift hmm. that Mackenzie Scott did. Hmm. Thank you, man. So, so many of people across the country, YMCA's included, uh, they got the largest gift that the institution had ever had. Yeah. And, and we didn't even make the ask. Right. And so you can't tell me that they're not people. I mean, yes, that's one example. There's other people that, that did that in so many different ways. I mean, you take the gentleman uh, down at Morehouse, uh, even, I think before the pandemic, or no, during the pandemic, that uh, that paid for, you know, wiped the students' oh, debt. The student debt, debt yeah. You know, yeah. he started a trend. And then some other universities around the country, you know, people start, you know, being keynote speakers and, and, or the, uh, commencement speakers, and then they wipe the debt clean. So people are giving in different ways. I think in our organization is uh, recreation nonprofit space. We got to be able to just seek out some different opportunities for for to uh, ask people for money. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and you've already covered, kind of dove into some of those exact topics that we're going to be covering at the event. But I wanted to ask, you know, individually, if there were any of those topics that you're especially excited to dive into. Be the Jetsons. <laughs> yeah, you know he likes the Jetsons. <laughs> Figure that was coming. <laughs> excited about the show me the money. When we're really talking about how your capital projects um, should be based and should be anchored in community needs, not necessarily legacy building. Mm -hmm. I think we have, unfortunately, in the past, not paid as much attention. And um, people were being altruistic, right? Like leaders were like, no, we want to go and we want to expand the footprint of our organizations. We want to put um, you know, these buildings, these rec centers, these wine saves, what have you in these certain areas, but they didn't do their due diligence in really interfacing with the community. They didn't necessarily understand cultural competency. And as a result, right now, what we're experiencing is that we, we have an excess of opportunity in some spaces and a lack of access um, to those spaces and others. Um, and I think this is a great opportunity for us to change our philanthropic model. Uh, to to talk about how do we engage communities 
And how do we reframe the narrative that um, net income doesn't necessarily determine philanthropic effort or ability? Sometimes the greater percentage and ability to give comes from the lower income communities, but you got to know how to engage with them. Um, so I'm really excited for that roundtable to just really think through and how do we reimagine, especially since so many of our institutions have talked about the pivot that they did during the pandemic and how they kind of reacclimated themselves to their foundational grassroots community facing work. How do you keep that alive and how do you let that that new re-energized spirit transition you into a different kind of philanthropic effort? Um, and, and what does that look like, right? As the Jetsons years from now, how will they know 30 years from now that you made this pivot and you started to look at interfacing with communities and capital campaigns differently? How will that show up in your organization? So I think that's the one I'm excited yeah, about. I th you know, it's absolutely, I think, in the giving standpoint that you're going to need the people who are going to write the $2 million, $3 million, yeah. $5 million check. But I think from a long-term standpoint, that donor base looks like somebody is probably writing the the $50, the $100, that $250. Like, where can you take that $250 now? Can you ask them for a thousand? You know, they get to that ability and asking them for, for more. I mean, that's gonna be the base that that carries it. So when we have this conversation, I, I'll be interested to find out, you know, what people's trends are in terms of mm. the giving, giving pattern. So is it that, you know, less people are giving more or you got more people that are giving, uh, giving even even more so yeah. that you can, uh, you know, blow your, blow your the goal out the window. Yeah, but I, all of the topics are going to be yeah. amazing. I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to remember I'm moderating. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just be sitting in there listening like, what? <laughs> I'm supposed to, sorry, I'm supposed to be working right now. I, I, I'm I, thanks. Uh, you, you, you get off topic quick. I don't, that's not true. Uh, yeah. I don't even. Watch it. Shoot. Don't start with me because that's not fair. Look, look, <laughs> I look, did see look, some real you, cute you, ones you, yesterday, she, though. See, she gets that's so, not fair. Yeah, she, oh, she just loses so easy. I, but she I did get so these, these cute, like, metallic hey, ones. Hey, metallic. hey, right here, right here, right here. <laughs> Go ahead, Brent. Go ahead, Brent. And one of the great things about the event, though, so you don't miss out, is that I will actually be taking notes the whole time during the roundtable topics, and then we send those out afterwards. So we'll compile everything. Yeah, and then everyone there will have access to it. So everybody can be, you know, fully engaged in the moment and their conversations um, and not having to worry about their notes so much. So I love it. Try to make it as, you know, as worthwhile as possible. Yes, I love it. And just, yes. I, I'm really interested to see too, just the act of dialogue, right? Like it's a lost art. And I, I, I don't know if the pandemic helped or hindered that. Um, I, I would like to believe it helped it because it allows us to connect more freely because we're in this virtual space. So I can have conversations with people from all over the place that, you know, pre-pandemic proximity might have not let us have those conversations. Oh, but on the other side, because of the isolation, right, and because of the remote this new remote work life integration thing that's going on, that whole art of dialogue is, is kind of being lost. And so I'm really excited to just see all of these thought leaders, right? Come together and just converse. Like yeah. they, you don't have to solve it. You don't have to come up with a plan. We're not working to a work. Like we just want to talk these things out and get to some viable action steps. And, a, and a, another big thing would be that it's not just one group in there. You know? mm. So you got Parks and Rec, Jewish Community Center, you got the YMCA in there. Mm. And so the net is truly networking. It's not just this inner circle that, you know, we, we've become accustomed to within the YM, YMCA. So mm -hmm. that right there, the sharing of ideas. And then I think it is, you know, for us with the Y, you got Parks and Rec in there, you know, city leaders is that, man, how are you sharing, you know, resources maybe with nonprofits, you know, for us to be educated on how we can enter into that space more. There's some Ys who's doing a fabulous job uh, with working with city departments, but, you know, I don't know about the, you know, JCC, yet. you know, are they, how, uh, how they and the YMCA working together? Yeah, that's a great I, learning opportunity. Yeah, I think there's some collaboration that uh, can come out of that. And then, you, you know, you're just building a network across the country. Sure, sure, and that sure. part is just highly viable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I want to switch gears though. And I want to talk about you all. And I want to talk about the cosmetic podcast. <laughs> I know we, uh, kind of started, we, we dipped in there a little bit, but um, yeah, I know you guys are in season three now. Um, <laughs> I was looking back through all your episodes. You all are busy. You all are talking to people all the time. 
got, it's like you got episodes out like every day. You had multiple- <laughs> it feels like every day. Yeah, it feels like does. sometimes, yeah. It does. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, can you, you know, I feel like most people know about the Cosmetic Podcast, but can you just maybe share a little bit about how it originated, how you came up with it, the name, um, give us a little overview of the Cosmetic Podcast. I think I came up with the name. Wasn't it me? <laughs> I had something to do with no, no, it. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, no, so, as Ross said earlier, is that two talking heads, you know, kind of poke at each other. Uh, hey, let's let's do something with this. Yeah. Um, and so we geared up in 2019. Yeah, the very end of 2019. Yeah, when we started talking about it, and I was like, hey, Rod, let, let's do a podcast. And so David Frederick, who's uh, uh, he's the chief marketing officer out in uh, with the San Diego YMCA, prior to prior to that was like, you know, you two, y'all just need to, you know, if I could just package this and just put it out there. And so it's tossing and turning and tossing. Right. Hey, you know what? We should start a podcast. And she was like, okay, as if we really needed something to do. But, the, you know, one thing that we started off, we said that, you know what, this is not our job. Um, and so, you know, the day that it stops becoming fun, then it's, 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 a, it's a wrap. Yeah. And so it is more. And it's still not our it, job. Yeah, yeah. It is morphed into something, I think, a little bit larger than what we probably expected. Ever we didn't, we didn't know. No. Um, and so it's been great. We, this summer, we went to Denmark to uh, be able to facilitate conversation there at our World Council, uh, headed out to California with you all. We were in Las Vegas with the National After School. And so these opportunities just have come up. And, uh, you know, you develop uh, some fans, I guess you can call it. <laughs> I have, and I have international fans. Oh, the last count. One of three to two? No, I think I got three fans and you only got two. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) But but it's been great to be able to facilitate conversations. So whether that's uh, us doing that together, whether that's us doing it, doing it separately. And because I think people trust the voice and that they they know what we uh, know how we are who we are and that we're authentic about you know what we, what we say and do. Yeah, and you know we tried the silver line in the pandemic. So we started at the end of 2019, and the pandemic hit. And for the first couple of weeks, when the whole entire planet was kind of in this this like still mode, it, we were just like we got to do something. Like we need to do something. We need to stay connected. We need to, like, my kids are worrying me to death. I'm cooking all day long. Please, let's do something, kid, right? And so we just decided that we would start doing more podcasts and really talking with people and connecting and finding out what was happening across our community and across the nation um, during the pandemic. And then, of course, as societal events emerge and as things happen, we just really had to to take a moment and be like, okay, now we said we were going to tackle topics and tell the truth. And we were going to lean into our bravery. Here we go. Be, be careful what you say out loud, right? right? right, right and and, right. It, and the opportunity arose for us to begin to have those conversations and to ask people to join us and to, to bring on guests to really talk about these things. And the other thing that it gave us the opportunity was to really poke fun and laugh at some of the goofy stuff that kind of emerged for us right, during right, the pandemic. Right. And so from then on, it's been this this mix, this balance of bringing in other um, viewpoints and bringing in guests because we recognize people don't necessarily always want to hear key. Uh, you know, you know, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> I mean, us. I meant to did I say Keith. I meant no. to say us. No, they don't always yeah, want to yeah, hear yeah, us. Yeah, us. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're that's that yeah, 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 yeah. I am hilarious. So yes, they don't necessarily you are, always want to hear us. Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I would say other people are content experts, right? Like there are some things that we're just not the expert on. Bring in the guests. Let's talk right. about it. Let's balance the fun with the with the necessary topics and the right. telling the truth. And right. Right. like he said, when it stops being fun, that's probably going to be the end of cosmetic and we looked for titles and we looked for words and when we couldn't find it we said we're just gonna make up our own word and we literally just made up a word and then we tried to get it in an urban dictionary and they yeah, told us they no yeah. but i think we should go back yeah i mean they they let uh i mean miriam letting words in every year so maybe one day we might, cosmetic be, might be, be the word cosmetic because yeah. we have a definition 
definition. It's right. and it's a verb. Yeah. It's, it's I mean. And so when we when we take a look at our uh, our definition, it is that we try to make sure our topics match up with that. We want to make sure they you know, things that are phenomenal that can cause you know some type of movement, but they things that are dynamic, things that are energizing. And so the guests that we bring on, uh, the topics that we we'll talk about with the guests, or topics that we'll talk about together, we want to make sure it fits that definition of what we've created. And the cool part is that we've gone from the space of in Google, when we first put it out there, it was another name that was coming up. And now it's like, when you Google it, it's like, you know, Google Cosmetic and it pops right <laughs> up there on the list. So, and we know that nobody else has that particular name um, out there. So, you know, it's been, uh, uh, it's been neat to see it develop over time. Yeah, And, we're, uh, we're and bring in guests that- plus episode Yeah, 10. yeah. Mm -hmm. The guests that we've brought on, you know, some, uh, some uh, you know, a little flatline, you know, and so you gotta kind of, you know, <laughs> Look, I remember too. one guest, I don't even remember who it was, but I distinctly remember the guest being like, you know, I really don't like to talk. I was like, you know, this is a podcast, right? Like, <laughs> literally what we do. <laughs> uh, why'd you say yes? <laughs> but we 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 found some unique things that we can do that makes people just you know come out of themselves. And uh, you know, and then we have you know this great engaging conversation. So we don't script our shows at all. At, at all. Uh, some people want, you know, the, you know, what are the ten questions that you may ask, and is that, you know, well, what are we going to talk about? Well, talk about know. you, <laughs> you know, give them some leader about, you know, I don't know, leadership, but it is we'll take the conversation where that person uh, goes at and try to dive in, you know, a little bit, a little bit deeper with them. So, um, you know, as a result of that. You know, we're partnering with uh, you guys, with, you know, your um, the individuals who own your um, on your magazine, also partnering with our YUSA with the innovation series to talk about different topics there as well. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah no, I, one of my um, I mean, obviously, from the beginning, one of my favorite parts about your podcast is the intro <laughs> that music and you're like, like getting pumped up, you're, you know, and then, and then you just like come in and it's the energy that's there. Let's get the party started. I don't even want to tell you behind the scenes how it takes when Keith has to start the intro. See, nobody's up here talking about why are you always like we tackling topics and telling the truth, right? right? The guests we can get the podcast in one take, but the intro, oh. You gotta record a few times. And we don't pre-record the intro. So some people think that we pre-record yeah. that spot right. and we just overlap it. Yeah. No, we nope. do it fresh every time yeah. because we yeah. want it to flow into the conversation. Yeah. We right. like to create right. that energy right. for the guests. We want them to be a part of the entire experience. And so many times though, Keith is his average is about four. It takes four. <laughs> Renee, I'm not even gonna sit up here and let you put this out nationally and for that to be on record right there. So it is that is absolutely okay. Three? No. Oh Rodriga. come on, we're not telling the truth right now. It is absolutely multiple, multiplicable since we making up words like automatic, multiplicable takes. Whatever. Whatever you're doing, it's working. It's all I gotta say. It, it is working. <laughs> No, and yeah, you were talking about like the topics that you cover and, you know, I was like, wow, you guys, mental health, uh, climate, climate yeah. you know, um, you just being genuine, being authentic, you know, really diving in mm -hmm. and yeah, absolutely. Like when you listen to your episode, I remember the uh, environmental one mm -hmm. that we talked about and you know, what happens is that we are, we, the, the way the topics come about is kind of see things that are happening in the world. So it's not, uh, you know, that we're spending 20 hours of research to find out what's the next thing to talk talk about or, or who to talk to, but it's really what's going on present uh, at that at that moment. So when we start talking about environmental change, one, uh, it changes my view. For me, it changes my view as far as how I drive around there. So when I look in a neighborhood and I do see all this concrete, it's like no green space in maybe an under-resourced area, and, and you see how you know, the streets are, you know, uneven. You see our trash is there, but then you go, for us, it's on the north side of town. Like you go north side of town and I tell people, look like doggone sky done changed uh, over here because it's just it's so, a different so, color. So, yeah, there, huh? right. So, um, but definitely, like I said, tackling topics, telling the truth to make sure that we are really spending our time in the best places that if people are going to listen, we want to make sure we give them great content to be, that they can use it um, after they finish listening to us. Mm -hmm. You know, there there was one reoccurring uh, topic that seemed to come up 
<laughs> doing your episodes. Um, you know, cupcakes. You guys, <laughs> you guys like cupcakes. I love cupcakes. <laughs> I like a good cupcake. I love Oreos. Yeah, my go-to is uh, is strawberry uh, yeah. strawberry icing on, on top. That's my go-to. And uh, I get a little disappointed when I go around town and can't find a good cupcake. He can be a cupcake snob. Like, yeah, I, cupcake I, snob. I, I am a cupcake snob. He's a cupcake I snob. I am a cupcake snob. He okay. is. And, okay. And, and I will let, well, look at this stuff. Yeah, I, we, I do love cupcakes I and cookies. It's, it's definitely a thing. And all kinds of cupcakes. I don't have a go-to. Like, I would try all kinds of cupcakes. Cupcakes with bacon, cupcakes with oh, frosting, yeah. cupcakes with chocolate. You put a little bacon in the ice. Oh, right? Like, who would have thought mm. bacon on a cupcake? But it was mm. actually delicious. Like, I would eat a cupcake in a flavor of food I don't eat. Like, I would eat a carrot cake cupcake, but I don't eat carrots. Like, <laughs> I don't eat, like, cinnamon buns, but I would eat, like, a cinnamon something cupcake. I would eat that. You know? and, and if you really just want her to just melt and do whatever, just give her a, a bag of uh, Oreo cookies. Uh, okay. Just pick a flavor, and she would just melt. <laughs> Double uh, stuff. If it's double stuff, oh my goodness, she may even pay okay. you. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't even know how I feel that everyone knows my Achilles heel, like in the world. Like, you don't know how many times I have been bribed into doing stuff and putting stuff on my calendar and coming to, because people gave me Oreos. And I'm, it's sad. I can't say no. Sometimes they don't even make it like from wherever I am to the house. Like they're not in the car. <laughs> it's terrible. What I'm hearing is we're gonna have some cupcakes and some Oreos for you guys <laughs> at the summit. Strawberry <laughs> for me, please. Strawberry, yes. And, and and make sure you read the reviews of the place that you're going. So not just don't don't just order just to be ordered sober. Gotta have some fancy ones. I don't want to call out any, any place, but don't go to some establishment and just because they have multiplicable things in the store and they happen to have cupcakes. So don't, not that one, but go, the to, cupcakes a, go to the cupcake shop. I'm easy. Shop. Okay. Any flavor, double stuff Oreos and a cupcake. Okay. We're going to have some variety. We'll find something <laughs> that everyone, including Keith, will love. <laughs> including Keith. Let's not even get on the ice water and the ice. Oh, I remember this from our conversation last time. We can definitely have that available. But you're going to have to remind me the specifics again. Yes. Yeah, so uh, at, a, <laughs> at a conference, one of the things that happens is that you sit water on the table and, you know, after about 40 minutes, you know, the ice melts. So what I would prefer, uh, just, just keep me um, a bucket of ice and then you can have another bucket of just ice water. Because the one with just ice alone, it'll melt eventually, and that's fine. But the temperature is going to be just right that I can pour it over top of my other glass of ice. So high uh, so. maintenance. No, and it's no, not just no, that no. conference. No, no, Whenever we go no, out no. to restaurants, all, all when we, we're sitting in the studio, all we're talking about is ice water. That, that's all we're talking but no, about. No, it's not. We're talking about ice, ice and, and ice, ice water. water. Like get it's, one or the other. It's, it, come on now. It, it's simple. I, I'm not even costing you that much. I mean, how many people? How many people? Do, do, Who's taking the temperature? Are? Just drink the water. Are you thirsty? Drink the water. No, no, no. All levels of temperatures of water don't quench the thirst. So please you, don't give me no lukewarm weather that we have gotten yeah. around the world. I can't even say around the country. Around the world, <laughs> this man gets into his ice and no, ice water. I order his. Here's my order when they come. Uh, would you like a drink? Yes, sir. I would. If I have a glass of ice water with lemon. And then I might have a second glass of just ice only. And typically what I happen, the response be to ice, uh, glass of ice. And I just hold my breath until they get back. And, uh, you know, a lot of times they just bring me a glass of ice just back. I, I clearly said ice water with lemon and a glass of ice. Does this sound high maintenance to you? <laughs> is that, is, is, it, to, me, that's, to me, that's very basic. Uh, I got to answer. How much basic can you get in ice water? <laughs> I mean, I'm not... I'm not asking you to mix it with anything. At, at worst, I'm asking for a slice of lemon. That's all. Yeah. Just ice. And it has to be 37 cubes. And none of them have to be rounded off on the edges. No, the because what happens is when they bring you ice water, they only bring you, uh, they'll put just a little bit of ice. They'll probably fill it maybe about a third of the way. And then they will put it with water. And then, therefore, when it comes back to your, your table, it's less than a third just floating around up at the top. And therefore, when you put the straw in, you're getting the bottom of it where it's not as cold as what the top may be. And so then, therefore, I have to put the straw up at the top to drink off of that right there versus just 
having a full glass of ice all the way up to the top, and then I can pour my water into the glass, and then therefore the temperature of the water at the bottom of the glass is the same as the top, and therefore I can just, like normal people, put my straw in and I get my cold water from the bottom and not just from the top. And now we know the perfect glass of ice water. Don't co-sign that. <laughs> we have to keep up the shenanigans. Like, we're not going to do ice water math ratio. Just bring, bring, bring the man a glass of ice water. Like, carry so your own water if it's not serious. <sighs> Whatever. Okay, so. <laughs> All right, I got to know, though. So the Cosmetic Podcast, like I said, you've been having a lot of conversations lately. What has been one of your favorites? Hmm. You know, I'm going to say one that's not out yet. <laughs> it should be out, I would imagine, maybe two, three weeks. Uh, we had Jason McCann with uh, Barry Desk, the CEO, uh, in. And we talked a lot about leadership and talk about culture values. And what was exciting for me about it was this around the culture values. He said they hire towards their culture values and not just hiring towards the position. And people may have said, well, what, well what's, what's the difference? A lot of times you can get an individual who has the right skills to do a particular job, but if they don't match the culture of your organization, they're going to be a dud mm. real quick. They're not going to understand how to operate in this. Well, I do my work and I do it well, well, but it, you just don't fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this season, this third season for me, I think the podcast that we did called Enough, right? Mm. And where we talked about when is it enough for something to become a widely held upon and agreed upon problem, right? Mm -hmm. And we talked about it across different things. And we talked about um, Amber Alert, the Amber Alert, right? And the fact that it took the kidnapping of one, uh, that unfortunate tragic event of one baby, and it sparked this nationwide alert um, to help make sure that that doesn't happen to other children. But in other instances, you have things that happen again and again and again and again, and we still can't even get any consensus that it is in fact a problem, nonetheless get to a solution. Um, and then we just talked about it in, in other spaces, but this whole idea of enough, right? It's just so subjective yeah. that that, yeah. Um, I, that one was really my favorite only because it, it just really in preparing for the conversation, just the research that you do and trying to understand stuff and, and all that. I think another one of the favorites was failing forward when we had to learn about mistakes in the WD-40. Like who would have known there was 39 other WD formulas before we got to the WD-40? Like this whole and idea of the failing only forward. reason that it's called 40, it it's has 40 in it because it failed 39 times. It failed times. 39 times. <laughs> so that, those were, I think, two of my most recent favorites. I like the one, uh, one we did, I forgot the title of it, but it, it was all about you mm. in terms of not from the mental health space, but it's probably supports that, but is that what do you take time to do just for you? Yeah. Like it doesn't make a difference what anybody else, you know, it is no measurement that's going to make somebody happy. It is just do. And my example was around rock carving. You know, rock carving, it, it was, it was something, it was, it's just for me. And like I, uh, for my long story short is that my family poke at me a lot because I threw away a box of rocks of my son. Uh, and that was all oh, gracious years ago. And they still uh, kind of dog me out about that. But my son and I went on the father-son camp out and I picked up some rocks and uh, carved up the date and stuff up there and I gave it to him, you know, and that was just, you know, a moment for, for me and him. And I was like, and it's kind of cool. And so I carved rocks and like I collect rocks now, you know. Um, man is trolling Walmart, getting all the rocks <laughs> out of the Walmart parking lot. Well, you don't buy rocks. I mean, now here's what I did as a result of that too is, um, I changed out the mulch in front of my house and I, I put rocks in there. Yes. Or I, you know, I have my rock collection anytime. <laughs> yeah. Nice new landscaping trend. Yeah. Yeah. Rocks. Because he's That's on this rock. more rocks, you know. <laughs> what machines and everything, but it's, it's, it's a thing. Keith is not going to be bored. He's going to keep a hobby. That's for sure. Man, I, God gives us but a certain amount of years on this, on this earth. And, uh, at this stage right now, I just want to take advantage of all of them. Mm. Absolutely. So aside from running your own cosmetic podcast, do you all have any podcasts that you listen to in your spare time? 
Um, I see, I'm try, I, I try to be easy about it because then I get to comparing and I get crazy in my head and we change up the for, the, the, the format. But Unbothered with Jamel Hill is probably my favorite because she's another truth teller and she has some amazing guests on her podcast. And so that's probably the one that I listen to the most regularly is, is hers. I got a few, uh, but Guy Rod is one of the ones that I listen to a lot. Uh, Guy Rod, how I built this, and just the stories of how things came came to be, how companies came came to be. Always uh, in, in, intrigued by that. Uh, there uh, do a lot of TED talks also, and mm -hmm. the TED talks. What I try to do with TED talks is listen to something that I'm I may not be interested in per se because the ideas that they have coming out of different spaces, like, oh, wow. And that just energizes me from a creativity standpoint. So um, Saturdays or Sundays, I cut my grass. And then on Mondays, I'm like, Rod, Rod, I would listen, I would listen to this TED talk. We got I was like, you was cutting grass this weekend. <laughs> Sometimes I'll get a random text on a Sunday. We need to talk about this. I was like, you was cutting grass. Gracious, <laughs> <laughs> sir. <laughs> you got to do something to keep it entertaining, you know, you, yeah. you know yeah. driving yeah. or exercising, mowing the grass, you know, absolutely. Oh, I love that. Thank you all so much uh, for chatting with me today. I knew this would be a blast. I think I said this before we started recording and my cheeks hurt, my mouth's like all dry. Cause I'm like, mm. yeah, done. <laughs> yes. No, yes. Um, yeah, is there anything else you all wanted to share? Um, you already kind of hinted about an upcoming episode of the Cosmic Podcast that will come out. Um, but just wanted to ask if there's anything else, you know, before kind of end our conversation that you wanted to share that's coming up that you're excited about? Yeah. I just want to say thank you for allowing us to one for this conversation today, yeah. but then also for inviting us out. I'm looking forward to meeting so many different leaders yes. throughout the country and uh, being able to share knowledge from one another, exchange of knowledge as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, we, for, for as much as, and our wonderful producer, I got to shout out our wonderful producer, yes. Lachey Leonard is so amazing. I love her, love her, love her. But we are definitely um, getting into the space now where folks are inviting us to come and do main stage stuff and maybe switch up how they do panels at their events and stuff. We are open for all of it. We are here. We are accessible. We just really want to continue to build this trend around conversation, just dialogue. And this, this whole idea of truth telling, and even if you don't agree, it's fine. You can still have a conversation. You can still coexist um, and you can still have a good time and change the world. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, oh, you know what? We well, we are going to be at, we're going to um we're going to be down in Orlando with the National After School. Oh, the National After School Association mm -hmm. in Again. March yeah. of next year, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. for all you uh, um, organizations out there who have youth development and do after school care and all that, come down and hang out with us at Orlando at National After School. Yeah, you guys are coast to coast, worldwide. Worldwide. <laughs> okay, one last thing before I let you go. Um, who would you recommend I chat with next? Any recommendations and why? Hmm. Who should you chat with next? I want to say somebody, but I haven't seen the announcement come out yet, so I can't. I can't. Why would you tease us like that? Like, why would you even allude to that? Because now I want to know. I gotta find out. Well, uh, well, I'm gonna go with my man. Um. Well, no, I can't go. He's already been on. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you, uh, Gary Cobb, he's on your board, though, right? Gary. Gary, Gary Cobb from uh, Alabama. Mon from Montgomery? Is it Montgomery? Yeah, Montgomery, Alabama. Hmm. Oh, I don't know, but I think. Gary, Gary Cobb has uh, been a longtime friend, great work, started out as outreach director, now CEO down in Montgomery. Uh, Alabama. I would say talk to him. He has great insight. Um, and I'm sure some of the people that you you guys do such a great job with the uh, with the with folks. your cover, I folks. Mean, yes. Oh, I like, appreciate that. Talk to all of them. For I really sure. want to say this one name, but I just haven't seen the an announcement. And, and like he needs to be check with me a little bit later. I got a name for you. Uh, as soon as they make the announcement, it's like you need to get them on and be. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and you know who else? Shaquille O'Neal. Talk 
Like he's hilarious. He is still very much centered. He is he understands the importance of the work that we are doing collectively in the rec industry. And um, he is a truth teller. He will tell you about his mess ups and seven foot shield now. He loves seeing like Dallas now. I'll call him. Shit. Send him our way. I'll I'll sit down with uh, Shaquille. <laughs> Shaq don't live in no Carrollton. He, does. he, he has a house. house. Everybody need a tax shelter. But if you get if you get with Shaq, you gotta like have us on the interview with him. Though. Oh, and a second ago though, you was giving me the side eye when I said Shaq. I like Shaq's my man. Shaq's I, would, Shaq's my I would need you all there because I might freeze up, you know, and get nervous. Yes, so you guys could handle that. I'll just be happy. Man, I, I say yes. See, now you, you got me thinking. Uh, you know what, uh, Mark Cuban? Mm -hmm. uh, I would say Mark Cuban, from the standpoint of Mark, is in so many different spaces. Uh, but one of the key spaces that he's in is uh, in esports, uh, and that would, I think, be uh, I think it'd be an excellent one. And if you did want a uh, leader around esports, I got another guy for you also. That's not him because he did not create esports. Well, there you've heard people say say that. So I've only heard you be, say that. No, no, I've heard anybody you, else say we that. We have been on podcasts where you heard somebody say Keith created the movement of esports. I've met, never heard of that. all these sports. I, they said of all. I've never heard that. I've never <laughs> not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh perfect. Um, well, I, I, yeah, I can't thank you all enough. I feel honored to chat with you all. That you all take time away from your podcast to chat with me, and just that I get to actually hang out with you all in California. Yes, oh, I'm great. That's gonna be so exciting. <laughs> yes. So thank you all so much. Um, thank you all for helping us, you know, continue to try to spread community voices, ideas, knowledge, networking, all the good things. And I appreciate you. We appreciate you. Thank, thank you, Community Rec. All and right. I'm in the magazine too. <laughs> I've seen you stand behind Kurt in the magazine. Uh, but I was in it. Yes. Where were you? Uh, I, you know, Not in the magazine. I'm, I'm sorry. I had different hair then though. Quite frankly, uh, I might have been in there before you, uh, but I think it might have been the same time. Um, matter of fact, on multiple occasions. I've, I've been, been in there on multiple by, occasions, too. By, by myself. Uh, <laughs> in, <laughs> oh! written for, I've written articles. Now, you mm -hmm. not, for, not for community, right? Yes, I have. Oh, that, you did have a little thing in there one time. Mm-hmm. You both were in there. And you both will continue to be in there. Thank and you. You know, and the summit spread and and everywhere. Just jealousy. We're big fans of you all. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all you guys are. I, I need to write it up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ask him who helps him with his articles. Ooh, start some co-authorship. Uh -uh. Co-authorship. <laughs> <laughs> it's a package deal. So package deal, right? Um, we got something in common. Hey! Thank you all. You all are a blast. Wonderful. Thank y'all. Yes. See everyone next time. All righty.